GamesillaMedia.com. Noise Land Arcade. Welcome to this week's episode of Noiseland Arcade. My name is Craig WK, and with me is my buddy... Uh, Sean the Arcade Phantom. Sean, you don't seem happy, but we're going to be talking about such a episode of The it's Simpsons. <laughs> we're going to start off by saying this is an episode. This is indeed an episode, and the episode name is There's No Disgrace Like Home. Which originally aired January 28th. 1990. Yeah, so in this episode, uh, you have uh, Homer taking his family to a work picnic and gets really embarrassed by his family, and then he tries to correct his family. Correct them. Correct them. Yes, indeed. So, uh, Sean, uh, what was going on for the, uh, the the news at the time that you found? Like, what's going on in the world? So, something interesting is actually going on this day, other yeah. than this episode of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. This episode aired the same night as the 24th Super Bowl. Oh. Which is kind of weird to think. You wouldn't think bringing up sports, but when does a show ever go against the Super Bowl for ratings? Yeah, how is that a thing? Like, how did they think the Simpsons was going to take on the Super Bowl? That's never been a thing. There's a reason this episode has the lowest ratings of anything in the first season. Because it went against the Super Bowl. Did it? Is this like the lowest rated episode ever? Like lowest no, ratings ever? No, they've dropped in years. Ah, of course. But I mean, this episode was just poor ratings, and the Super Bowl had a nice little tribute to the Peanuts. Which, if you want to get a joke later in The Simpsons about bad halftime shows, watch Super Bowl Twenty Four's halftime show. I watched it last night to prepare for this episode. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a marching band playing while a bad Snoopy and Lucy are dancing around, and it's 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 horrible. Wow, I hate the term cringeworthy, but I cringed. I cringed like you would not believe watching this. <laughs> so, also around that time, uh, uh, you know, for for our listeners, uh, uh, we're based out of the Detroit area, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on in the world that I could find that you know caught my attention. You know, that was going on in the the newspaper for that day, uh, but probably because the Super Bowl was going on, so that's all honestly, that mattered yeah, to people. Yeah, that was the Super Bowl. That was it was big to do. And uh, but here's the thing: there were uh, at that time investigations into corruption in the city of Detroit. It had been revealed that the city used $17,000 in order to purchase. You want to guess what it would be? It's going to be something real stupid. I know that. Take a shot in the dark. I just gave you a hint, by the way. Shot in the dark? Is, is it some kind of gun? They purchased Uzis for Mayor Coleman A. Young's personal bodyguards. They spent $17,000 of the city's money for his personal goon squad to have Uzis. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's like a movie right there where the goon squad pulls out Uzis out of their trench coats. <laughs> right? <laughs> so apparently this wasn't the first time such a thing happened. Uh, uh, years before, uh, $160,000 had been spent to put armor plating on the mayor's two, two, not one, not one, two, two Cadillac limousines. Well, that mayor obviously was dealing with some things. <laughs> Coleman A. Young 
had a goon squad with Uzis and armor-plated limos. Don't get me wrong. Detroit in the 80s and like into the early, well, uh, in this case, the early 90s. Well, actually, when they armor-plated, it was in the 80s. But, you know, uh, in the early 90s, wasn't the safest place. But, like, a goon squad with Uzis? Okay, have you, have you seen The Departed, Craig? I have. It was a good movie. Okay, Jack Nicholson, when they go to make the deal, and he's like, you don't bring fucking machine guns to a deal. That's what this is. They have machine guns. <laughs> yep. So, oh, man. I, so, like, I, I thought that was just crazy. I thought that was insane. So, let's go ahead and get into the episode. That was what was going on at the time. Uh, so, can't we talk about other news? Like, oh, do we yeah. have to talk about this episode? I mean, we should probably talk about this episode and just get it out of the way, well, right? What, what was the weather like that day? I mean... Oh, you know, I, I think I glanced at it when I was looking through that old newspaper. I'm sure that's more exciting than this episode. <laughs> Coincidentally, I don't have a ton of notes on this episode. Go figure. So, I... Uh, the the episode uh, uh, starts and uh, Homer's really nervous about a work barbecue, a picnic. And Marge is making a gelatin dessert for the picnic. Uh, like a bunch of gelatin desserts. Uh, in fact, I think she brings five of them. Yeah, I think she makes each of maybe four. I don't think Maggie's forced to carry one, but I think every kid carries. One. Oh, I beg your pardon, Sean. Oh, you I made note of how many she made. Okay, I, I well, it's not that I made note of how many she made. I made note of the fact that uh, once again in the early Simpsons, Maggie is not in a car seat. She is in the back seat and also holding a gelatin <laughs> dish. Do we make light of the fact Homer's not the best father? Maybe Marge isn't the best mother. Maybe not. Maybe they're all a little problematic. Problematic is a very polite term for what the Simpsons are. So they uh uh as, as they're walking up to the, the, the mansion where, where Burns is, is you know, he's greeting everyone when he comes in. I feel like there is a really solid joke here. Because uh, Homer says uh, demands that his family love and or respect him, and I really, really appreciated uh, Lisa making a quip, like under her breath, about how it's a tough choice, and Bart responds with, "I'm going with respect." <laughs> also, earlier in this episode, mm-hmm. Bart and Lisa are fighting over which kid loves Homer most. <laughs> they don't want to be the one that loves Homer the most, so. They really have awkward relations with Homer in this episode. They really do. I I, I feel like there were, were plenty of things that my sister and I argued about when we were kids. I my sister is only a couple like a year and a half younger than me, so we're pretty close in age. I've got seven years of my brother, so I picked at him a lot. I was a jerk, and then he grew <laughs> up and was twice my size and would lock me in the closet alone for mm. hours. Mm. Anywho, uh, so uh, for, for me and my sister, though, we were close in age. We were about the same age apart as Bart and Lisa are. And so we did. We we bickered, you know, quite a bit. And uh, uh, so, the like, I, I understand, you know. But, like, I don't think they've ever argued with my sister over <laughs> who loves someone else or who, which of us loves someone more because we don't want to love them more. Like that's that's a real hard jab. That oh, is a, yeah, that that's a harsh harsh joke right so there. So much shade is being thrown at Homer there. So so they we we move on in the episode. We we get they get to the the uh the picnic and I uh, uh 
as uh, as they're about to walk in, a family gets there before the Simpsons do. It's some random family. Uh, they greet Burns, and uh, the kid makes some like smart Alec remark, like, "Oh, I don't even want to be here." And I the, wish I was playing baseball the day. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's something like that. And uh, the dad like you know reprimands him, and Burns is like, "Oh, don't scold the child. Like you know, just go and have fun. Like, no fighting." And as soon as he walks away, Burns is immediately like, I want that man terminated. And he immediately tells Smithers that he's going to be fired. And Smithers happily obliges, who's now white, by the way, in this episode. Which, okay. So Burns cares about family dynamics in this episode. That's the most un-Burns thing I've ever seen. Burns would not care about family. In fact, the things you need to abolish to be successful are family, (laughs) friends, and religion. So, According to Burns, I would argue that it's not that Burns wants to to like have his his workers be family men and like family people. I think it's that he wants them to have the image of he, them having he like wants being family. Everybody oriented. to be guile and go home and be a family man. Basically, yeah, I would say so. So, uh, you, uh, uh, you see, you know, you see that happen. Uh, Homer walks up with his family, and uh, uh, you know. They, they have gelatin desserts. Burns makes some remark about how, like, you know, he thinks it's disgusting slop and how somebody spread some rumor about how he likes it and that that's all anyone brought. And uh, as uh, Burns, like, as Homer and the family go to, like, go up, like, to the backyard or whatever, uh, Burns says, like, make yourself at home. And Bart makes a remark of, like, oh, like, you hear that, Dad? You can, like, get, like sit around in your underwear. And I love that uh, Homer goes to, like, completely strangle Bart. And Burns cuts him off. He's like, is it a problem, Simpson? And he's like, oh, no. Like, I was going to, like, you know, just, like, you know, give him a high five for, like, making a, a good old jab against his dad. Oh, that's that's probably one of the few good jokes in this. Also, Burns has little cards that tell him about all these families as they approach. Because Burns doesn't care who any of his employees are. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. Especially not Homer. So, Homer's card is Homer, Marge, Brat, and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, he, he refers to uh, uh, he refers to Bart as Brat. And then <laughs> another solid joke, Homer immediately goes, don't correct the man, Brat. And Maggie is referred to as expecting. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, uh, so uh, we're done with solid jokes in this episode. Let's get to the good. Good. I, you know, honestly, let's go. Let's break down this episode because you might be right. These might be about the only good jokes that we get. So this is where the episode gets like kind of awkward, and it's kind of an out of character uh, moment because homer is the one who's trying to get his family to behave and do what they're supposed to and really homer is normally the one who does not give a damn and marge goes off with the other mothers at this party to get drunk yeah i thought that was like i'm, I'm sure at i mean this is what episode uh, uh four right yeah this is four this is the fourth episode by this point the the list or the listeners i'm thinking of our podcast the the viewers maybe don't know marge that well so maybe her going to get drunk is sort of you know in character for her they don't know but really there's not many other moments throughout the simpsons where I don't even know if there is another moment where Marge is drunk. No, um, she, in the Scorpio episode, drinks half a glass of wine a day. She knows you could drink one glass, but she just can't drink that much. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird that she gets that tanked. And so, In in retrospect, Mm -hmm. everyone is out of character in this episode, and it drives me insane. 
Yes, it, it, it's really weird. It's it's a very bizarre episode, despite the 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 sort of like good jokes. And we finally see Burns as this tyrant in this episode, which which I think is great. I, uh, you know, every, everyone else is out of character. And also, uh, another uh, uh, animation thing I, I'd like to point out, as I typically try to, uh, when the screen pans through the picnic and shows everybody, there's a a a, a uh, one portion where you see a boy pulling a girl's hair and it's so weirdly animated it is animated almost like it's paper cutouts wiggling back and forth it looks so weird if if, if you get a I'm, chance i'm going back and looking at this tonight because yeah. that sounds incredibly weird it's so bizarre it like when you see it it's just like what were they think like how did they let this slide uh, that that was kind of a problem with a lot of the first season is a lot of bad animation. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. So I, uh, the I uh, I, uh, you know, so so we see the picnic and then immediately I uh, I uh, I think it's like a Lisa who uh, once again out like an out of character moment makes a uh, reference like I'll race you to the like to see who jumps in the fountain first or something like that. Yeah, which isn't very Lisa. Or, or and if it is Bart that challenges in the first place, I don't remember which it is. Lisa goes along with it one way or the other. So she darts off and uh, her and Bart, you know, go to make trouble. Bart starts chasing swans. Lisa, like, you know, jumps in the fountain, jumps out and pretends she's one of the statues, which vis- visually is a funny joke because Homer's looking for the kids and Lisa blends in. Yeah, it, 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 it's a solid animation joke yeah you know it, it, it's a it's a very cartoony joke I'll but give i give credit where credit is due <laughs> but that's all i'll give for this there's so much venom in your <laughs> eyes when you say that so uh so homer's running around trying to get them under control he finally catches bart and then the mandatory sack race is going to it needs to be done which all the it's a called a father-son sack race but they're all in individual sacks which i thought was kind of weird yeah that is kind of weird i i it's funny you say that because when i was uh re-watching the uh, uh the episode when they said that in my head i was thinking i was like oh i thought bart does something to mess him up but how is bart going to like like mess it up when homer's with him in the same sack and then sure enough they're in separate sacks and it's like oh well, how is it a father-son sack? Yeah, and Burns wouldn't have a son at this point unless he's got Smithers curled up like a little kangaroo. <laughs> so, so they do the sack race, and uh, uh, another funny animation thing is when Burns wins the sack race, his mouth really doesn't move when he says, like, oh, that was a close one this year because Bart attempts to win and Homer catches him before he crosses the finish line. And I always thought that was weird. It always catches my attention every time I watch it. Like, Burns is like, oh, that was a close one. But he's like, kind of has like this weird animation thing where he's like maybe panting or laughing. Also, one of the few times where he's like, almost looks like he's smiling, but not a malicious smile, a happy smile for Burns. That doesn't normally happen. Because everybody has to be in a different character mode in this episode, (laughs) even Burns. So, uh, it uh, cuts over and... uh, this might have actually been before the sack race, but I, I, there's a mom talking about which child she loves more based upon their merits. Like one is in the like the, the like a sports team, and the other is like honors. And uh, I honestly, uh, uh, it always makes me think of uh, uh, my mom in that moment because she never got along with like the PTA moms, and so like you know she would go to these like PTA meetings and just be miserable. She hated it, and it was because of the fact that all these moms are like, oh well, my kid does this and but 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 and like my mom's just like I, I don't. I mean, I I don't care. Like what, what the hell? Your mom wasn't bragging about how good you were at Super Mario Three at the time. 
Uh, no, my mom didn't care. Uh, she should have been. She should be like, man, Craig's awesome. He knows where all three warp whistles are. That makes him a cool kid. Your kid may be on the football team. But my kid knows where warp whistles are. So, so Marge is getting drunk. And then there's this weird... It's such a weird moment. There's this weird like like dance moment, like song and dance routine where Marge sings a song. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> and it goes on for about a minute or in my head about 30 of those. Oh man, yeah, it's so weird. I don't really know where it came from. I don't like like you had what? The next time you would see a song in the Simpsons was like 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 them actually singing themselves like as characters like when maybe season uh, four the monorail episode maybe the monorail uh i guess the closest would be homer humming the land of chocolate song oh that could be if you count that's season that. three i i don't know like I, I i don't even know if i count that necessarily and and it's so it's it's weird that i i like this is sort of the the first moment where they well I guess technically the first moment they sing in the series is the Christmas episode at the end of uh, uh, the episode because they sing uh, Rudolph had a uh, Rudolph the red nosed reindeer yeah but that's more of a holiday based singing you can get away with that you can, I guess you that's can sing true. for somebody's birthday by the way singing happy birthday is super expensive in TV shows whenever they do it that's why they try to get around it because really? that song is copyrighted and super expensive really yeah. Huh. That's why they'll do like uh, later on in Simpsons. It's it's your birthday. It's your birthday because the tune is not copyrighted, but the lyrics to the song are copyrighted. Oh, now, I mean, Sean, when when it's your birthday on the show and I sing you Happy Birthday, or like, how much do I have to pay? It's it's a lot. I I think it's like fifty thousand. I I don't know if you're worth fifty thousand for your birthday, Sean. I I, I love you, man, but uh, I don't know if you're worth fifty k. I'm gonna hold you to that. I hope you sing something <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> So, uh, so we uh, uh, have Homer finally round up the family. He has Marge, uh, Lisa, uh, Marge, Lisa, and Bart. And I don't remember if they've picked up Maggie from like the nursery room where all the parents left the babies like to watch TV, which is a, another iffy parenting moment because Marge is, before she gets drunk, she's like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And then they turn on the TV and they're like, ah, whatever. And they keep moving. And it's like, I don't have kids, but I'm pretty sure you just throw them in front of a TV and you're fine. Okay, maybe it does work that way. Or if you want to modernize it, you throw them in front of an iPad and you're fine. Go off. Do whatever you want. Party. I'll I'll take your word for it, Sean. I'm going to trust you on this one. I I don't know if I've ever said that in the the history of our friendship. I'm going to trust you in regards to these children. (laughs) Just don't know if that's ever come up. So, uh, Homer has rounded everybody up, and uh, and here's a, a something that I appreciate about this episode. Burns, you know, goes through and he's like, you know, thank you, everybody, and he's like, you know, reading off cue cards because he doesn't even know how to be a decent person, and he lets everyone know the party's over, and then he says that he's going to in ten minutes release the hounds. That is so cruel and so like cartoonishly evil. That I really appreciate it because here's the thing. 
Whereas most characters didn't really exaggerate and become like the, the, the characters they were until later seasons, even like season two and three, the evil of Burns is really in full force. He fired a man for the sassy remark that child made. Uh, he said he'd release the hounds. He's just like, he is so devilishly evil. And in this episode, I think that you really get a good viewing of that. And so even though this episode is not that great and the characters for the most part are kind of out of character I kind of appreciate this episode for that you know okay Burns saying release the hounds is kind of a catchphrase of his next to excellent yeah that's true so I like that that starts here I will give yeah. credit to that yeah I'm giving it a little more credit than I thought I would today <laughs> huh? you're welcome I don't have a whole lot more uh so I uh, so Homer when he when he's walking his family out he uh uh you know, you you see that uh, uh, the uh, well, because what is it? He he goes outside, and then he what? He sees like he sees the, another family, and they're all lovey and caring. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he he sees them, and Homer like because uh, like uh, the the son like kissed the, his father, and he was like uh, uh, like like Homer's like condescendingly like oh I love you, daddy, and like like making kissy noises, and the man's just like I pity you, and walks off. Which what a dick! I want to point that out. <laughs> that guy is a jerk to Homer. I mean, in the guy's defense, Homer is kind of a jerk to him because the guy's just living his life. Maybe. We'll talk about that Still, later. you can pity the guy and not say it to his face. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess it, it's, that's true. It's a cold remark to be like, I pity you, sir. <laughs> You're not wrong. I guess that's true. He he is pretty rotten in the fact that he's just abruptly like, just like, I pity you. That's pretty heavy. I... So they get in the car, mm-hmm. and Homer's looking at their family, and they look like the ideal family he wants. Yeah, they're they're all angelic. Uh, he imagines them riding into the heavens. And it cuts back to his family, and they're drawn like demons. One of us! Shirt. And one they do the Freaks, us. One of Us. One of us! Which, if you haven't seen Freaks from 1932, it's one of the greatest films ever, if you want a good horror experience. Really? And the One of Us scene is great. So anytime it's referenced, I'm super happy, because I love that film to death. Oh, nice. I uh, Yeah, I, I, I honestly only know it from it being referenced and joked about in TV shows. I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, we're going to rectify that this year. I'm going to force you to sit down and watch that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll have to watch that. So, uh, so the... Uh, uh, you know, the scene moves on. Homer gets in the car very begrudgingly. Marge is like already got a hangover. She's like, you know, what well, doesn't already have a hangover. She says that she's going to be sick. Yeah, she's kind of coming down from her alcohol-induced fun drunk. Mm-hmm. So, so Homer then rides off, and the next day comes, and Marge, Bart, and Lisa, and Maggie are, you know, just doing their normal thing. They're eating TV dinners while watching TV. Yeah, and Homer comes in. And Homer is upset by this. So Homer decides, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to go to the kitchen, like a normal family. We're going to turn the TV off. Oh, the dining room even. Yeah, they go to the dining room. Yeah, yeah. And they shut the TV off, which I can't imagine Homer ever shutting the TV off in any episode. This is such an out-of-character event for him. And, I mean, here's the thing. Homer, throughout the series, gets into, like, weird moods or gets weird ideas. And, and you know, I mean, especially as, like, the, the season... Uh, you know, seasons carried on, and you know he gets wackier and wackier. But like, this is really him at about his most wacky. Like, wh- like there's never been another time when Homer is like, 
like, oh, well, we need to, like, be a family and, you know, like, stop watching TV. Oh, you know what? I take that back. There's a few other moments when he gets a Reader's Digest. Ah, when he gets a Reader's Digest and he becomes snooty. <laughs> yep. He, uh, he, uh, uh, in Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, he does that. And uh, there's, it doesn't involve TV, but there's a, an episode later where he fights with his father and he uh, tries to overparent and... You know, the kids decide they liked his half-ass parenting better. Well, okay, Mr. Simpson's trivia. Homer then takes him into the kitchen and says, I'm going to, you know, make you all give grace to this. And Homer stops them so they can pray for their TV dinners, which is a very un-Homer thing, I would argue. Homer leaves his church to sit around in a bathroom, and it's the best day of his life. (laughs) <laughs> yep. I, uh, I I will say, so when Homer forces the family to give grace at the di- uh, dinner t- you know, dinner table, uh, and he starts bad-mouthing his family, which I think is kind of funny because, like, Marge is like, you know, how long are you going to let us, like, bad, you know, let, let us sit here and just listen to uh, you bad-mouth us to God? I love that Homer says, like, of course you know it's, like, what my family's like. You're omnivorous. <laughs> Which is, okay, that, that's a solid line by Homer. Once again, there in, in in early Simpsons episodes, even an episode, like, there's no disgrace like home, there are some solid lines. You have to find them. You have to really look hard, but there is some great humor mixed so, in between. So Lisa tells the family, okay, every family's like this. Which... I think is how the Simpsons was trying to portray themselves of this is the normal family experience. Yeah. Where the sitcoms are the whitewashed experience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So Lisa's like, okay, well, they're all like this. They're all like the Simpsons. And Homer, in his out-of-character moment, goes, tut, 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 let's go look at other families and check them out. You know, in in the show's defense, if there's anything that makes Homer more in character, it is the fact that he wants to go peep in on families and essentially just break the law and be a that, creep. That's weird, okay? That's weird that they go out and <laughs> yeah, they go and spy on other families. And the first one's a very Norman Rockwell-esque family. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it is the picture of the Norman Rockwell family eating the turkey dinner, uh, uh, essentially animated. Though one of the uh, people do not have a nose. Huh. Well, good for that person, because he doesn't have to smell how much this episode stinks. <laughs> wah, wah. So we go to the next family, and Homer's still spying on families. And this is continuously awkward and just weird. I yeah. hate watching the scene. <laughs> Watching this makes me uncomfortable. It makes me close my blinds and think, I hope somebody's not watching me right now while I'm watching The Simpsons getting angry at this. Coincidentally, listeners, we just learned something very interesting about Sean. He is not into voyeurism. Not like Craig. (laughs) Craig is very into voyeurism. (laughs) So the guy who he watches the second time Uh is having a conversation with his wife and kid. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Homer's trying to imagine what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he thinks, oh... It's, you know, he's going to fetch the slippers and pipe for the old man. And the guy says, get my gun. <laughs> yeah, coincidentally, for for the fact that Homer's trying to find happy families out there, he finds a fairly unstable family. Because here's the thing. I understand that you have a right to protect your home and your property. I totally get that. And I totally get that you have a right to bear arms. You're, you're in America. That's a thing. Fair enough. Well, I, I'm not a gun person, but that that's okay. But. 
you don't have the right to go out and shoot at people. <laughs> right? He starts, he opens fire on a family. I mean, don't you think that's kind of weird? Like, like if it's one creepy guy or even creepy woman, whoever, looking in through your window, all right, okay, it's a voyeur or something. Something weird is going on. Maybe it's a burglar casing the joint. I, I understand the concern. But when you see the nuclear family, uh, a husband, a wife, and three children, the woman is holding a baby, and you think, you know what? They gotta die. <laughs> shoot him. We're gonna shoot him right now. Shoot him. End them. Terminate them. That guy's crazy. That guy's a maniac. That whole scene is just awkward. And it's weird. He shoots at the family. Call the police. <laughs> right? Don't take it into your own hands. Just call the police. Man. So, I. Uh, so at this point, Homer's uh, kind of sad. He he. Uh, they go back home. Uh, the family's like, listen, like you know, Dad, Homer, whatever. You know, don't don't stress about it. Like, yeah, we're not perfect, but nobody's perfect out there. And Homer's like, I want to be alone with my thoughts. And by alone with my thoughts, I want to get drunk. So he goes to the bar because that's what Homer does continually throughout the series. And this is actually one of those rare moments in this episode where he's in character because. He's going to go give it some thought, quote-unquote. He's going to go gonna get drunk. <laughs> right. Which, since we like to point out dated references, I love that mm-hmm. he goes to the bar, mm-hmm. and they're watching a boxing match, and the TV Mo has is a black and white TV. Yeah. Now, I, I'm an adult male. When was the last time you saw in a black and white TV? Have you ever seen a black and white TV in your lifetime? I was born in the mid-'80s, and I, I'm trying to think. We had an old TV in the basement, which is kind of on the crummy side. But you know what? I don't think it was black and white. No, my cousin had a black and white TV. That's the only thing I remember. Wow. And you were probably really young at the time, right? Oh, super young. I I played Mario 3 on it. Okay, so it would have been the early 90s It it was early 90s. So maybe mid-90s. I, I played a lot of Nintendo. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So so there's somebody with, that between the two of us, we know one person who had a black and white TV, and even then it was kind of a fluke. At least in our era, you know, the, the mid-80s to, to into the early 90s, even even to mid-90s. So Mo having that dates this scene a lot. It really does. I feel like they were going for the, the old-timey cliche bar, uh, kind of uh, experience there, and and it's funny because they they use the boxing match to parallel the fact that Homer gets into a fight with Barney and gets his teeth knocked in. Oh yeah, he gets the crap kicked out of him by Barney. Barney normally is so drunk that you know he he can't really put up much of a fight. Oh, he becomes surly drunk at that point. Well, I guess I guess it depends on the episode, but there there have been uh, some times when uh, Barney's uh, definitely stood his own, but I. Uh, this is also the first time we see Eddie and Lou from the police force because somebody who probably wasn't the crazed man with the gun <laughs> reported that the families were spying on him. Maybe the Rockwell family. Maybe, Maybe they spied on other families and we didn't get to see that off that screen. Could be. That could be. But I don't think it was the crazy guy with the gun who called the police. Oh, he ain't letting the police get involved in his business. His business is his own. Police don't need to get involved with that. Guy was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy's nuts. So... Uh, Eddie and Lou come in, and uh, they're they're looking around for the prowler. Uh, coincidentally, Lou is white when he's supposed to be black, uh, which I think gets corrected after this episode. I, I believe so. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's another episode where uh, where they 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 made that goof. Uh, and uh, 
<laughs> another really weird line not necessarily a, a, a great line by any means but uh, uh, I always kind of laugh just for the wording of it when the dog's barking at Homer because he's the prowler and they're like oh the dogs you know should have the trail and uh, Homer's just like looks at him and kind of has this nervous smile and he's like must be the wieners in my pocket hey Homer carries wieners in his pocket they'll give him the energy <laughs> he needs to escape these dogs <laughs> All right, fair enough. That's that actually could be true. I, I guess I could see Homer having sausages in his pocket. Uh, I just feel like the uh, the, uh, the the sort of uh, uh, innuendo there is kind of like iffy. So I. Uh, uh, while Homer is sad at the bar, there is one thing that I, uh, I, I caught otherwise that was weird. Is Homer says something around uh, the fact that you know he remembers the words of his mother, and it's Homer, you're a disappointment, and he says and he says something like, "Oh, by God, that woman was right." Homer. I mean, we later we would see Homer's mother, Ma Simpson, and she doesn't strike me as the type in that episode to have said that her son was a disappointment. Oh, no, Grandpa would have said that. He's just misremembering. Probably, but it's interesting that in the early episodes of The Simpsons, they, they wrote off the fact that Homer's mother, you know, she passed away or was dead or left or whatever. But uh, but even then, they, they started to kind of di- display that Homer's, you know, childhood was not stellar. But I... Uh, so he's he's at the bar and he when he after he gets beat up by Barney, he looks up and sees a commercial in between the boxing match and it's for Dr. Marvin Monroe's uh psychology office or whatever, psychiatry, you know, whatever the case may be. Oh, Dr. Marvin Monroe, my favorite character by far. I uh, uh spoiler, he's no one's favorite character. <laughs> he's 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 in in early Simpsons, he's in more episodes than you'd think he'd be in, but eventually he passes away and they name a hospital after him. I think they retconned that. What did they? I don't know. Maybe fake seasons, fan fiction seasons. Fan fiction seasons. <laughs> I think uh, everything after season uh, on uh, eight and eight and a half is uh, 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 fan fiction. I think that's how it goes. I. Uh, so I, uh, I, uh, so the uh, so they want to go or well they so Homer really wants his family to get the the psychiatric help, which, once again, throughout every other episode of The Simpsons, Homer is totally against a psychological help, mostly because it costs a lot of money. But uh, in this episode, he's really, really for it. He wants his family to, to get this help. So... He pawns the TV. Before that, oh, they're yeah. watching Itchy and Scratchy, which is the oh. first time we see it in Scratchy. It's not a full episode of Itchy and Scratchy, but it's some Itchy and Scratchy. Coincidentally, there is something kind of funny to note here. Later on in Itchy and Scratchy, when they start showing those uh, cartoons on The Simpsons, uh, when Itchy and Sc- Scratchy scream, they have this like uh, uh, cartoonish scream, like a person would scream. In this episode, the first appearance, they show... Uh, itchy scream or which one's the mouse? Itchy, uh, scratchy. They show sca- scratchy uh, scream, uh, and he screams like a cat would. And the reason this is kind of interesting to me is because in early Tom and Jerry episodes, which Itchy and Scratchy is based on, Tom the cat would scream like a cat would. It would be this horrifying, real sounding cat scream, and later it became like a human sounding scream when I he yelled. I don't want to know how they got that sound effect. <laughs> But uh, what was it an actual cat though? Were they just like torturing a cat in the background? Like, oh, you know what we gotta do? We gotta make it sound like the cat's being dipped in acid. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Poor cat. So, Hannah, Bar- Hannah and Barbara torturing cats aside, 
I, I thought it was interesting that they they much in the same way as Tom and Jerry, where it starts off with like re, like awkwardly realistic like cat screams and turning into like the scream of like a man. It does the same thing in Itchy and Scratchy. When you first get to see them, it's uh, uh, this awkward real cat sound, and then later it becomes like it becomes like a person scream. I still hate this episode, <laughs> even if it gives us that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, oh God, do I hate it. <laughs> but oh, pawning the TV is where it gets to the absolute point that I hate. Because this is not what Homer would ever do. And he pawns the TV for 150 bucks. Yep. Because Dr. Marvin Monroe costs $250. We gotta go. It's gonna fix all our problems, everybody. Yeah, so uh, I... Which, by the way, $250 nowadays would be about $498. Oh, you did the math on that. I did the math in. on that. Oh, okay. Just, Interesting. just in case anyone was curious. Oh, okay. So so it would have been around $500 bucks, uh, if, in, by today's uh, uh, financing. So, uh, for the record, the guy at the pawn shop is real creepy. Oh, yeah. He's got a very creepy smile to him. <laughs> well, you got yourself a deal. He's just like, oh, there's something real awkward and creepy about the guy. I don't like him. Well, hey, mister, can I take your children out back and show them a nice time? I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I don't like him one bit. He's real creepy. So so they pawn the TV. What do you expect? He works in a pawn shop. No offense to anyone who works in a pawn shop because... Every every listener who is a who works at a pawn store is currently hating us, and they're turning off the episodes, and they're never going to listen to us again because of you. I hope you're happy, Sean. I just lost every discount video game I buy at a pawn shop. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no battle totes for you. Oh. So the so they they get to the waiting room, and I I the uh, a couple of things of note. The first, the, I honestly had to rewind it because I didn't know for sure. But it shows a bunch of families before it gets to the Simpsons in the waiting room for Dr. Ma- Marvin Monroe's uh, place. Did you happen to catch the, the final, I think it's the final family before they show the Simpsons. Is the final one the first family they showed from the beginning of the episode? Yes. It okay, is the, that's what I thought. It is the family that Homer thought was so angelic at the beginning of the episode that pitied Homer. They're in this office all scowling miserably. That's what I thought. I made a note of that, and I just wanted to make sure I wasn't crazy. Oh, yeah. No, you're not crazy. I, I had to double check it because I honestly thought I was like, no way. There's no way they did that. Because a, a bit of spoiler for our listeners as I went through this episode. Yeah. I was getting about as toasted as Marge was at that party as I watched this <laughs> because I was done with it at this point. And it's 22 <laughs> minutes long. Oh, and I man. had to take a break because I was done. I was just upset and done with this episode. Sean's not a fan if you haven't caught if you haven't caught out, Sean is not a fan of this episode. Uh, also, uh, that I thought was an interesting note is uh, uh, Lisa mentions uh, uh, in this episode about how, you know, because they use the college fund to, to shore up the money. And Lisa says that, uh, you, know, now, you know, now Vassar is like this far, you know, far off dream. Later in The Simpsons, there's a moment where I... I the PTA disbands, and they they no longer the kids no longer get proper education. And Lisa makes a remark about how like it, you know like oh I'll never I'll never get into an Ivy League school at this rate I'll never even get into Vassar. And Homer <laughs> yells, "I've had just about enough of your Vassar bashing, young lady." But in this episode, that's where she wanted to go. Good for Lisa. She's out of character <laughs> too now. <laughs> 
Oh man, oh. I love that you hate this episode so this much. And don't be wrong, I don't love this episode by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm loving just how miserable you are. Oh, I dare say this is my least favorite episode of the entire series. Wow. I don't know if this is my, I, I would say this is probably one of the worst episodes of the, the seasons that matter of The Simpsons, but it's not my least favorite. We'll get to that at some point later down the road. I'll be excited to hear which one that is. It, yeah, we'll get to that later. So I... Uh, so they go through the procedures of Dr. Marvin Monroe, and uh, the the first one is them drawing out uh, what their you know their fears and insecurities Before are. Before these procedures, I want to point something out, because oh, yeah? there's a brief moment, but it needs to be talked about. Yeah? Bart's being a smartass to Dr. Marvin Monroe, uh-huh. and Homer's had enough, so he picks up a lamp, and he's going to beat Bart <laughs> with a freaking lamp. Now that is in character. <laughs> that is in character, but that is child abuse. Absolutely. He's going to hit him with a lamp. I mean, don't be wrong. <laughs> Choking out Bart when he acts up, that's that's child abuse enough. He's going to beat him to death with a lamp. Nobody stops it either. Well, Marvin Monroe does. Marvin Monroe does, but the family's like, oh, this is normal for Homer. He's going to hit Bart with a lamp. See, Homer's totally in character this episode. So, so after Bart, or after Homer threatens Bart's life with a lamp, which... Of all the ways to go, I, I honestly, I, I don't think I ever want to die by lamp. I think, I think I'm happy dying in a lot of other ways compared to a lamp. I, uh, they, I do hope if one of us goes by lamp that somebody puts a note of this in the obituary. <laughs> really didn't want to go by this, but went by lamp. Uh, Craig, uh, died by lamp. He was a real big loser. He was a real big advocate of not dying by lamp, but now he's dead. Because well, someone hit him with a lamp. He was an advocate of not dying my lamp, but we see where that got him. So, so Doctor Marvin Monroe goes through these these procedures, these these tests, and the first test is that they're going to draw out their fears and insecurities. And once again, the episode's sort of gearing back to showing Homer in character because while the rest of the family draws pictures of Homer, which I, uh, for the record, Lisa's looks pretty good. She's pretty artistic. Yeah, but everyone else's kind of looks pretty bad. Yeah, you know, it makes sense though. You know, uh, the you know Marge and, and Bart aren't as you know artistically talented. That makes sense, I suppose. Uh, Homer draws a picture of a plane like you know crashing and dropping bombs or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention," which is funny because he's there for this reason. But he suddenly he kind of shifts in. He's in character again, and he's like, you know, kind of a, a, a dunce. And then, you know, Monroe is like, well, listen, you know, the, your family sees you as some sort of ogre. And Marge is like, no, not an ogre. And Lisa's like, oh, that's such a strong word. And Bart's like, yeah, totally. You nailed it, Doc. And uh, uh, and I love the fact that uh, they refer to him as an ogre just because I just like ogres. They're, they're, they're just dragon monsters. They're fun. Ogres are fun. Ogres are cool. And uh, I believe there's only one other mention of an ogre in The Simpsons, and that's when uh, uh, Burns refers to uh, his uh, uh, people who view him as an ogre that he's going to club them and eat their bones. Which is why ogres are great. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, I think the only thing better than an ogre is an N. Two-headed giant. Yes, I, I, I think I would agree with that. <laughs> so, anywho... Dungeons and Dragons aside, but if you want to listen to more Dungeons and Dragons, make sure to check out Noobs and Dragons. And anyway, uh, so the the second test is that they they get these like foam or foam covered batons, and they start hitting each other with them to like let out aggression. And Homer's like, "Hey, wait a minute!" Like you know, a minute in, and he's like, "You know, wait, these aren't doing anything." Yeah, they're foam padded. Yeah, you know, they're, they're you know, they're American gladiator wands that we're hitting each other with. <laughs> 
so there there is a part in this in this episode which honestly every time i think of it i kind of get a little grossed out and when i like uh uh, watch the episode is it putting it in the dvd player and pressing start because that's when i get grossed (laughs) out with this episode no it's not so it's when bart takes the foam padding off hits monroe with it and it makes this horrible clang sound that's so weirdly realistic compared to every other like sound effect in the simpsons and i don't have the best knees and so every time i hear that baton hitting monroe with the knee i just oh i just cringe every time i just think like oh god that would be so painful note to this episode going to me being a bad older brother mm-hmm. because I'm a bad older brother at times, so I'll admit it. <laughs> I once had a time where I was alone with my brother in the store and had a soft foam bat Yeah, that I was kind of whacking him around with it and just be like, oh, ha ha, ha ha. Uh-huh. Turns out I didn't pay attention. It was not a soft foam bat. It said soft foam ball included and I was hitting <laughs> it with a big plastic bat over and over again in the store. No! <laughs> oh no! So there's no wonder he locked me in a closet when i grew up code breaker oh uh, no man poor your poor brother i mean i was just wailing on him with this bat too because i'm like it's a soft foam bat it's not that bad it's like a nerf bat no wonder he has so many mental problems because you beat him to death with a baseball bat oh uh, he's gonna kill me one day oh poor poor lovable stupid cody it's not even his fault he's so stupid because you beat him to that with a baseball bat Oh, he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. I uh, so they they move on to the final, you know, the final answer for for Doctor Mon- Marvin Monroe, which is a horrible idea. It's that you 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 wire everybody up to an electrical generator and they have the ability to shock each other because the, apparently his line of thinking is that if you get hurt emotionally, you'll harm somebody else physically. You'll harm the person physically. And I just feel like... That's right, kids. If somebody makes fun of you, go beat the crap out of them. Dr. Marvin Monroe says it's okay. I I, I just feel like... Uh, I don't even know if it's necessarily like sending this kind of like message. I just feel like there's there's maybe like a... a, a you know, the, the idea behind it is like, oh, you're harming them physically in response. But like you shouldn't have to harm someone physically for them to like get it. I just feel like there's like that's like conditioning in a weird way. Yeah, but I feel like the way the family reacts is probably how I would react to this scenario. Just shocking the hell out of each other? Oh, yeah. It'd be like, what the hell? I've got all these buttons. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I, I will say I, I appreciate the fact that uh, uh, when Bart and Lisa start fighting and bickering and start shocking each other, Marge is like, you two kids stop that. It hits both of their buttons and it shocks, or shocks them both. I feel like that's kind of a funny moment. It's it's not like a, a laugh out loud hilarious moment, but I appreciate the fact that it's like Marge like being a parent in her own kind of weird way side note they show this scene in die hard 2 so every time i'm subjected to watching die hard 2 which is not as good as the original or the third but i think of this and i get angry and i'm just angry at die hard 2 for the simpsons now here's a question for you sean when it comes to die hard 2 do you hate it more than one and three because of the fact that the, your le- your your most hated episode is in die hard 2 oh no the original three die hards is by far the worst film oh okay it's 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 not a bad film. It's a fun, enjoyable action romp. 
Okay. But mm. it, it annoys me. It reminds me of this episode and gets me worked up. <laughs> so at the at the end of the episode here, uh, it doesn't work. They they pull the plug on this. Surprise, like, surprise. <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, go figure. Uh, they pull the plug and Marvin Monroe is like, you got to get out of here. You know, there, there's no saving you. And Homer remembers that there's a, a, a mental health. Uh, or your money back, or double your money back, or or, or uh, that's right, family bliss, or double your money back. Yep. And so, Dr. Marvin Monroe begrudgingly pays out five hundred bucks to the Simpsons and tells them to never like admit that they were ever there in the first place. Homer says he Homer's sort of like gone back to his his himself and says like, hey, you know forget them let's go ahead and buy a fancy new tv and like it'll have like wheels and a cart so we can bring it into the dining room during holidays and stuff which they clearly never got that tv because we don't ever see that well they got a new tv at least they did get a new tv yeah that's true homer probably spent more on the tv than he expected or he spent it on alcohol because that's probably the most likely scenario. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Homer. So, yeah, that's, that's a very uh, strong possibility there. So the the end of the episode is them trotting off into the night. And that's just sort of where it ends. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God it's over. Luckily for Sean, it does end. Now, Sean, I feel like this is going to be the, the, the toughest question that I, I will ask you throughout any of these episodes that we'll ever do. Yes, I would rather be electrocuted than watch this episode, if that's what you were asking. Uh, okay, then I have a second question okay. for you, because that one was too quick. What do you think is the lasting impact of this episode? What do you think about this episode has sort of, like, was important, continued things on? What was sort of, like, the, the kind of crowning moment here? Because I, I, honestly, I sort of already talked about it, and that's that I think that this is the episode that uh, personifies Burns as an evil tyrant, and... That's about all the like kind of positive impact I can get out of this episode. I mean, they introduce some characters, but like all in all, it's not that great of an episode. The crowning moment for this episode mm-hmm. is much like the story of Icarus. If you fly too close to that sun, your wings will melt and you will crash to the ground. So essentially, you would say that the the all the good jokes got packed into the first few minutes, and then after that, it crashed it and just burned. Crashes and burns by the end, and it's just annoying to watch i do not like this episode and i'm sorry to everyone who listened to me complain for about 50 minutes now but i really (laughs) hate this episode and i don't think i'll be complaining this much anytime soon but god do i hate it i hate it so much oh man i uh i you know it's funny because like when when we first started talking about doing the show and we were planning things out and uh sean was like man he's like i don't know if we're gonna be able to just like go through the first season i feel like maybe we should maybe mix it up and i was like no 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 i i like the idea of just breaking down every episode in order i i like the idea of just kind of doing it in, in order like that and sean you know begrudgingly agreed and I think it's because of the fact that he knew that he'd have to get to this episode that much sooner <sighs> but at least it's done it's done and, and I'm the kind of guy who could see the positive in things that are bad sure like I, wait I, really <laughs> yeah other than this episode <laughs> okay like I'm an anime fan and I like Dragon Ball which is better than Dragon Ball Z for anyone who's out there <laughs> but I can even say I will watch Dragon Ball GT and get the good parts of it but not this episode this episode this episode is everything wrong with The Simpsons. I hate it. I hate it. I would rather play the sequel to any Nintendo game. Final Fantasy 2, Zelda 2, all the weird ones. Simon's Quest. 
which Simon Quest and Zelda 2 aren't that bad, but I mean, they're not as good as the originals. That's true. But this episode is just the bad. So, Sean... Uh, as we as we sort of uh, d- you know uh, uh, leave leave off with this like sour taste in our listeners' uh, mouths here, I have a uh, one last parting question for you. Yeah, what's that? If th- if this episode was a person and they were in this room right now, what would you do? I would leave the room politely and not deal with them. Oh, I would try to ignore them and pretend like they didn't happen. But instead, they're the Martin Prince of this world, and they're just <laughs> there, ruining my day. Oh, man. I, uh, yeah. So it's, uh, on the plus side, though, Sean, it's all it's over from here. It's over. We're the good episodes. It's, it, we, we, we've hit the Sean's rock bottom here. And so we can only go up from here. It's got to count for something. At least we're on a positive note now. Yeah, you know. So... Definitely appreciate everyone giving the uh, the show a listen. Uh, you know, make sure to check out patreon.com slash gamezilla media for uh, some of the perks that you can get when it comes to our uh, uh, show, the Noiseland Arcade. And uh, yeah, I uh, I really want to thank everyone for listening. This is this has been a uh, I want to apologize to everyone for listening <laughs> and having to deal with me in this episode. <laughs> this sure was a an episode it was an experience <laughs> thanks for